<clears throat> What's up, guys? I'm Jermaine, and this is It's Not That Deep. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Not for real. It's been a long time since I sat down to record a podcast. I don't even know if I still remember how to do this. I might be a little rusting now, y'all. Those eight episodes really made me a pro. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking kidding for real, for real. Um, but hi, my name is Jermaine. I am the creator and host and abandoner of the It's Not That Deep podcast. And I'm so gracious that my listeners are more loyal to the podcast than I was four months running. But better late than never is my motto in life. If you know, you know. But here we are. We are back and we're ready to go. And we got a lot to talk about. So I really hope you're ready. But first, I just really want to say thank you to everyone who has pushed me to return, everyone who's reached out to me. I really, truly appreciate the amount of support that I've gotten with the podcast, even in my absence, it just means the most the world to me. And I just want everyone to know just how much I appreciate it. And I know, 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 I know. I said last time I wouldn't disappear again, but life had other things lined up for me. And truthfully, I kept prolonging it because I didn't feel like I could give my best self. But that's also the same reason why I chose to return and why I'm sitting here right now recording this podcast. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that are completely shit about life right now. Things are really chaotic for me in a lot of ways in life. But aren't they for us all? Um, and I'm not really used to being in front of everyone while I'm actively reconstructing my life. Um, but fuck it. Let's ride. So, but first, in true, it's not that deep fashion. I'm drinking something that's really not that special or important. It's just pineapple rum and cran apple juice it should have been cran pineapple juice oh it was the last time i was supposed to record this podcast episode ah i bought cran pineapple last time i was supposed to record didn't record drank the cran pineapple juice went back to the store accidentally bought cran apple because that's my all-time favorite i really wasn't thinking about flavor mashups but to be honest it's not that bad anyways small recap of life turned 26 recently so there's that (laughs) how do i feel (sighs) anxious calm over underwhelmed free stuck Determined, lazy, full of life and energy, drained, with like a tablespoon of knee and lower back pain. But I think most of all, what I feel the most is ready. I got a lot to accomplish and a lot of things to do. Um, I'm just ready to move forward, put one foot in front of the other. Um, I'm still in the process of dismantling my life top to bottom in order to rebuild a better version of who I want to be and i've been real uncomfortable lately in order to grow i guess ain't that what they say anyways usually around my birthday every year i like to take inventory of my life 
like I turn everything off for a day, causes a little chaos and a little bit of mayhem. But I turn everything off for a day and I just sit and I think and I write what I've accomplished, what goals I've achieved so far, what I still have yet to achieve and all of that. Um, just kind of like where I am. It's like a check-in with myself and just making sure I still have those same values that I appreciate about myself and I haven't truly lost all of who I am to the core. Um, but this year it was hard for me to do this um, because I've always known that I'm harder on myself than the world could ever be. But this time I sat back and I felt blank, like nothing. You see, like, my life has changed. My life changed drastically almost exactly a decade ago. Um, and I finally realized that I've been stuck in a constant state of survival mode. I'm a headspace where all I've done day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, um, is just survive. And, you know, sure, like, I've had tons of great things and experiences, met tons of great people, tons of positive things happen to me and for me in life. But when I look back to calibrate those moments, I draw blanks on a whole lot. Um, I couple this with this constant state of mind I've lived in where I'm honestly just waiting for the next bad thing to happen, like waiting for the shoe to fall. It's like living life 24-7 with like a clenched jaw. Painful, right? It's crazy that it took me this long to realize it. But I look at pictures and memories of the things that I've done and I won't feel anything behind them. Like, because don't get me wrong, I know in my mind that while I had the time of my life that night I crashed my car in BG on my way to a bar with my fake ID, I wasn't truly living in the moment. I wasn't present. I was just thinking about what my next move should be or where I should be in life or how far ahead I could be if I just made this one move or why am I afraid of this or what happens if I do this and then who will this affect and uh, just the, the whole cycle of just overthinking. And I still go through a lot of that still to this day. I haven't quite cracked the code, but it's really something that you have to work on constantly. Um, because when you're an overthinker, you have to remind yourself to be present. Um, be present in the moment, like really, truly experience everything that life has to to offer. Um, there's a lot of lessons that go along with that, but I really wanted to recap kind of what's been going on the last year that I've had and just like everything that goes along with it. So y'all ready? All right, let's do it. Hold on. No, I need a refill. I'll be right back. All right. I'm back. <laughs> Wow, that's way stronger than it was the first time. You know, I should really have a disclaimer posted on my website or on this podcast to say, like, don't try this at home because here I am talking about mental health and like real life scenarios and situations while actively consuming alcohol. I don't think any professional would tell you to do this. 
but that's why I'm not the professional. I'm just going to give you my just real, honest, unfiltered truth. So, all right. Has anyone ever told you that life goes on? Like, life goes on? Like, L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N. Life goes on. It's simple, right? But we forget (laughs) when we're going through so much in life and uh, especially when we're in like these very moldable moments in our adulthood. That makes sense. Like when you're in the process of becoming who you think you want to be before, you know, fate makes you who you really are truly meant to be. Um, most of the time that lines up, but um, at least what I've learned from my experience, who I thought I was going to be when I was a teenager and when I was a kid had no, no grounds to stand on. I had no idea what I was in for. Um, I think my life would be pretty boring if I was a doctor right now. And sad. Shout out to doctors. Like they have to give out a whole lot of bad news all day long i wonder if doctors can be empaths because that would be terrible (laughs) like you would need to be in therapy round the clock in my mind Uh, maybe they can just like dissociate themselves from it i don't really know i'll go find a doctor and talk to them but life goes on and that's something that i really had to kind of grasp the meaning behind and erase Erase the cliche behind it um, because we go through a lot of fucked up things in life, um, literally from childhood, for your entire life, period. It's just a series of unfortunate events <laughs> with um, some good sprinkled in there. And, and you pretty much have to make the, the most of it, the best of it, your entire existence on this planet. Um, and with that being said, you almost have to what I've had to do is in order for me to not flat out lose my mind this past year, this past year with some of the things that I've gone through is just to remind myself life goes on. Like I was breathing before I found out whatever this information was. I'm still breathing afterwards. The sun is still out. Um, The world is still moving. Like that train is still on its way to its next stop. Like, the earth keeps spinning life will go on which means things will change they will change your current situation won't be the same forever um we all thought at some point in our lives that what we were going through would be permanent or would never be over and i guarantee you right now you can look back at your life and you can think of one of those moments where you just thought god is this ever going to end um and it did And a lot of times we don't really take note and inventory of those never ending things when they actually end. Um, We just move on to the next thing because life goes on. Um, But I had to use that phrase as a mantra in my head for a whole lot of things that happened over this past year to just remind myself that um, just to keep going, just wake up every day and put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving because life will go on. Life will keep moving Um, and your situations 
will change. You'll get through whatever it is that you're going through. Um, you just have to keep going. Like when you're going through hell, you gotta keep going. Um, and with that being said, I really learned, and this is going to probably differentiate from what majority of people may want or think, but I don't care for closure. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't need it. I don't, I don't want it. I just want peace (laughs) and peace to me does not have to come with closure. I am perfectly capable with, I'm perfectly okay with leaving some situations exactly how they are. As long as I can find my way to move on from that and find peace. And I don't define peace as closure because in my mind, closure is getting to the root cause of why this happened or why, why this person, why this situation didn't work out. Why this relationship didn't work out or why, why did me and this person fall out or why isn't this person in my life anymore? Or what did I do? Or why don't I have that job anymore? Or just whatever the case may be. Um, a lot of times we need the answers. We need finite reasons in our minds to help us sleep at night of well, why everything happens in this world to us and for us and different things like that. Um, but for people like me that are chronic overthinkers, the need for closure can lead you to insanity, especially when the answer isn't right there or simple. Like I find peace in just moving on without having to explain my side of the story, without having to hear your side of the story, without having to understand exactly why whatever happened happened. Um, But just taking into account that it did. And now we both have, we all have a responsibility to ourselves to pick ourselves back up off the ground and continue going. Like put one foot in front of the other because the world will keep turning, believe it or not. Legend has it, the world will keep turning no matter what you go through in life. And it's also a selfish thing for me because I know when I used to like want closure and things and want to understand why and what I did or what they did or whatever the case may be. Um, I spent way too much fucking time creating scenarios in my head (laughs) that I could have been living my life. Like I created so many different fake ass scenarios in my head of what happened or what went wrong. Um, kept myself up at night where, I could have been living my life. I could have been focused on my goals and on my dreams and on my aspirations. But here I am worried about closure. Um, So I really practiced not needing it. Um, I allowed myself to let go of the narrative of who I am. Um, I let go of worrying about my reputation and focus more on my character because you can believe whatever you want to believe about me. Um, you can think whatever you want to think, um, but my character will always show the real me. Um, and I think if more of us focused on character development and not reputation, we wouldn't give a fuck about the reputation. But that's just me. 
I also learned my personality type, which made a whole lot of sense if you're into that kind of thing. But my personality type is INFJ, which is actually the rarest personality type. I know, right? Um, but it made so much sense when I was reading up on some of the things. And to be honest, there's still a lot more that I have to dive into. I don't know everything, but I know that people with my personality type, we struggle with feeling like um, we're truly understood in this world um, by anyone around us, even the people that are the closest to us, um, because we sometimes have a very hard way of con not connecting, but more so feeling relatable. Um, and a lot of people tell me I'm relatable in a lot of different ways and a lot of different things. But again, what you tell me and what I believe about myself are very <laughs> different things. Um, but yeah, I was, I've been studying up on my personality type and like my strengths and my weaknesses and kind of like different things like that. Um, and I know INFJ, like the personality type, um, very creative, insightful, principled, passionate, altruistic, which, which that was probably my favorite thing to read upon because I've always felt this like inside, but I never knew exactly what to describe it as. Um, and I know a lot of people out there are going to say like, you know, personality types and Zodiacs, like it's all BS and so on and so forth. And yeah, it might be, but let me live in my version of the truth. Um, <laughs> but um, I was reading up on INFJ personality type and one of the strengths is being altruistic, which um, essentially means that altruistic people are not happy to succeed at another person's expense. And that's always been who I am as a person. I am very aggressive. I am very determined. I am very passionate, but I do not believe that you have to bring anyone down in this world to make yourself better. I'd rather focus on bringing out the best of me and who I am and my strengths to, to win or to beat the competition versus versus tearing someone down to make myself feel better or look good. Um, that's how I am in my personal life. That's how I am in my professional life. And I genuinely have a dislike for anyone in this world that has to tear people down in order to make themselves better. And I think it's really weak. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I don't believe in it, but isn't like you have to degrade and be manipulative and, like do all these sorts of tricks and, and, and acrobatic stunts to make yourself look good because you can't rely on your own talent. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. But I also learned um, <laughs> that INFJ people are reluctant to open up. Um, perfectionistic. Um, avoiding the ordinary and prone to burnout. And that prone to burnout really <laughs> set in because um, a lot of times like that, I'll feel myself getting, I get there very easily. Um, that's just because I drive myself so much for extended periods of time. Um, and then on top of driving my own self and my own dreams and my own things that I have going on, I am always 
trying to be there for everyone around me and support everyone that I love or everyone that I care about or everyone that means something to me or everyone who looks from at, looks to me for any type of help or guidance. Um, I, th- I feel like I can accomplish everything. I feel like I can do it all in this world. Um, and it comes back to bite me um, in the form of being burnt out. Um, and that's when I have to enter those like phases of isolation where I have to like separate myself from the entire world. Um, and a lot of times that's taken personal, but it's really just me recharging myself um, so that I can come back and continue doing what I love to do essentially. Um, but I've been really like studying personalities because um, I like to make sense of a lot of different things. I've, I've realized that I like to know the whys behind things. And I know I kind of like contradicted myself when it comes to, to like closure and what I said there, but it's different. Like it's different guys, like stay with me here. Um, but if you haven't done it, like I took the test on a website called 1616personalities.com. Um, but I really like to know like what's your personality type and read up on it and like, is it true or is it not? Like, is what they say complete bullshit? Cause let me know, like, let me know, or does it ring a bell for you? Um, I would rather build a 12 story building with a toothpick and Elmer's glue than to adjust my boundaries for anyone. And by that, what I mean is like, I already know a lot about myself. Like, I know that I was born a people pleaser. Like, I know that I was born, like, just someone who, when it comes to someone that I love and genuinely care about in this world, it's going to take a lot for me to um, just cut them off or to leave them um, just alone and out of my life um, because I take a lot of it personally. And... With that, I had to learn how to create some very stern, strict, and healthy boundaries for myself. Um, And that was just to let, like, sometimes you have to let people know you can't come into my life and treat me any kind of way. You can't, I won't accept X, Y, and Z. Um, I need, you know, this and that. Like, this is what, these are my boundaries, essentially, like, professional personal like you have to have boundaries for yourself and people don't respect boundaries in a general sense um because no one wants you to have a boundary people like genuinely want you just to be open to accept whatever and whenever and just be okay with that but there comes a point in life where you just have to say fuck no (laughs) um this is my standards that I set. This is what I expect out of, you know, the people that I surround myself with, or this is what I expect out of life or out of my job, out of my career, out of my boss, out of my leadership team, out of just everything. You have to set boundaries and expectations of what you will and will not accept. And not everyone will understand, not everyone will comply, and not everyone will go along with what your boundaries are. But that doesn't mean that you get to adjust them or that doesn't mean that you have to adjust them or that you have to change yourself in order to 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 fit in with what people want you to be um instead of doing that i've learned to just go find people jobs professions leadership that 
will respect your boundaries flat out. Um, I am past the point in my life where I'm going to diminish or alter my boundaries and my standards that I set for anyone. Um, and some people respect it. Some people like it and some people don't. And I'm okay either way because I don't need you to accept it. I don't need you to like it. I don't care that you don't. Um, I'm doing this for me. My boundaries are for me and me alone. There's a difference between communicating and understanding. And this is a very mature thing for me to understand in my head. Um, because everyone always talks about how communication is key. Like talking about it is, is, is key, right? And I think that that is the groundwork. You have to be able to speak on something in order for you to, you know, be able to understand it, to be able to work through it and to be able to learn. Right. You have to communicate in order to express yourself. Um, but that's not the the end. Res- that's not the only thing that you need. That's not the that's not the the only piece of the puzzle that you need um, for fulfillment. You need understanding. Because communicating, you can talk back and forth about something. You can talk to someone about something. You can talk to people about things. You can express how you feel. You can express your side of things. You can express where you're coming from. But if that other person, if those people don't have understanding, if you don't have a mutual understanding and you don't actually listen to hear instead of listening to respond, then there's no point in even communicating to begin with. And I had to learn that Um, talking about it isn't everything um you have to be able to understand what that person is saying and there's so much that goes on in this world and in our personal lives and in friendships and relationships and family and just different things where there's a lot of talking that goes on and you think that you're just doing the right thing you think that you're building healthy relationships by just talking but if that other person on the other end on the receiving end of that communication doesn't truly understand what's being said then what's the point of even communicating to begin with? I mean, I was wrong when I just walked away from everything. They want me to talk and I just don't understand. But I missed opportunities for new things to enter my life by taking too long to clear dead space that no longer was serving me. And this is something that I really hate to talk about because it's almost embarrassing because I'm a very obsessive person like it's part of my personality type like I, I I obsess over a whole lot of things and it's very detrimental for me I've learned because throughout that obsessing over whatever it may be whatever the situation is I miss so many opportunities by worrying about the wrong things at the wrong time and not getting over things in the amount of time which I should um And no, there shouldn't be a time limit on things because like we're all living this life, right? But I'd be a fool if I said that I didn't miss opportunities because I couldn't just clear my head of like that dead weight, that dead space that wasn't meaning me any good. Um, So part of this inventory that I took in my mind was me trying to decipher how much of my life has been me missing opportunities because I was too focused on things that I should have let go a long time ago. And thinking about that made me feel a lot of different emotions. Like I was sad. I was angry. I was pissed off. 
Um, but then looking introspectively, I was content looking at it in the past, at least, because if I hadn't missed those opportunities then I would have never understood that there was a problem, like an underlying problem. Um, I try not to look back at the past at all in a negative light whatsoever. I try to look back at it and try to find a lesson in everything that I've ever gone through in life. Um, and there's always a lesson in it, whether you see it right now or whether you're going to see it 10 years from now, because I couldn't sit here at 18 and talk about the things that I'm talking about right now at 26, because I didn't see it that way. But now looking introspectively at 26, I realized that I should have moved on <laughs> from a lot of things a lot quicker than I did. But now I know, like, life goes on. Don't miss out on your opportunity by worrying about something that doesn't even serve you to begin with. Harsh reality to think about, but so many of us do it. Um, for me, as an overthinker, what I've learned about myself and what I'm actively trying to practice is acting on impulse because I'm an overthinker and I will overthink my way into not accomplishing anything <laughs> because I will spend so much time thinking about the outcome that I'll actually never do it to even find out good or bad. So one thing that I'm going to plan to practice and I want you to remember this because I'm going to talk about it again, like as the year progresses, but I'm really going to practice on acting on impulse because my impulse is typically led by intuition. So typically my impulse of decisions don't lead me into too dark depths of water um, because my intuition is typically right on par with my impulse. But I got to stop thinking about too much before I act because the thinking is what gets me because I want to weigh every possible scenario out when my intuition has never wronged me. Just follow your intuition sometimes when you overthink. Just just go. Just act on impulse. The minute I think about something, I'm doing it. Like I'm going. Like I'm, I'm going to do it right now because I'm going to trust myself. Um, and it's almost like a trust fall with just yourself to catch yourself. Um, because what I've learned for myself is it's detrimental. It's detrimental for me to overthink because overthinking for me leads to anxiety. It leads to stress and it leads to me not accomplishing anything that I truly want to accomplish. Um, and just, there's nothing positive that comes from me overthinking ever. Um, and typically once I realize that I'm overthinking in the past, it's always been so long before I realized you, man, you're just overthinking this shit like just go do it before I actually do it and then almost lose the hype because like I spent so much time thinking of all these scenarios in my head that like I missed out on that true moment of excitement and whatever that case may be um but I'm gonna try to be impulsive this year and see how it leads me again don't try this at home I'm not telling you to go be impulsive um again not a therapist but I'm going to try it and I'll keep you guys updated to let you know how it goes, but stop looking for support. Just stop. Stop looking for support. Stop expecting support from anyone around you, any of your close relatives, any of your friends. Stop looking for them to support you. 
in whatever it is that you want to do in life. There's two things that you have to do. Number one, you have to be your own biggest fan. Like you have to support yourself um, when you're making life decisions because no one's going to come pat you on the back um, because everybody has their own life to live. Right. Like everybody has their own things going on. So you can't expect everyone to just drop what they're doing all the time to just come and applaud you or encourage you. Right. We would love that. But sometimes you got to tell your ego to calm the fuck down and let your mind take over. Right. Stop looking for support. It comes, support will come to you, but it will come in the strangest, unconventional ways. Um, and that was something that is very hard for me to understand because I always looked at my, who I am in this world and like kind of like what my career paths are and kind of like what I want out of life. And a lot of it is unconventional, especially for like where I'm from and and just the majority of like my peers and the type of career paths that they go on. Um, I want to go a different route for me. I do, um, for, for like, I'm, I have a podcast, like I make music, like I do a lot of different things that require me to take leaps of faith and bet on myself without having to rely on anyone around me to tell me that what I'm doing is the right thing. And it's a very lonely place to be for a little bit. Um, and you fight a lot of different emotions of are, do the people in my life truly love me if they don't support, if they're not showing up for me to support me loudly in the way that I support them when it comes to their life and, and different things like that. Um, it comes like there's, you go through almost a, the five stages of grief when you're looking at, when you're looking for support from like when you're looking for support, period, you go through like so many different emotions because essentially the support that you're truthfully looking for in everyone else should be coming from you essentially. And then what you'll learn is your supporters will come in the most unconventional ways that you could ever think of. Um, and you have to embrace that support when it comes in the way that it comes, but you can't hold those people accountable that you think should be supporting you for not. And there's a, I guess there's levels to it though, because I mean, yes, our friends and our family, like they should support us. But what you have to understand is a lot of times what we, what we look for is validation almost. Um, and I know no one wants to say I need validation from anyone, but it's the fucking human condition. Like we need validation that what we're doing is right or what we're doing is good. Like what we're doing is good or, or, or of quality, right? Like, when I make podcast episodes or when I first made this podcast, like it was completely nerve wracking. And I thought that it was going to be like my friends or my family that listened to it that would tell me, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing or it's a good podcast or you're doing a good job. But I didn't really give a shit what they had to say. It was the random stranger that commented on my podcast or left me a review or, um, co-workers that listen to my podcast that I didn't even know knew about it or just the random like unconventional lines of support that I've gotten that mean the most to me that I had no idea that I was even expecting to begin with or that I would even get to begin with but that's what truly gave me that sense of validation that 
what I was doing, what I am doing is impactful or that I am having an impact on people or that what I'm saying does make sense. Um, it didn't come from my close circle telling me that it came from everyone else that had input and feedback and it truly meant the most to me. And it really taught me to really manage the way I look for support from people. You know, this last year of my life really taught me a lot of things. Um, 2022 was definitely a year of learning, learning so much and learning through a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. Um, I remember in March, I like reached a very low point. Um, and I, it took me six, seven whole months to come out of that low point. Um, and my heart was just broken by a lot of things. I was coming to a lot of different realizations about life and just people and myself. And it was just haunting to come to some of those realities of just the way things were and just accepting the truth and the facts and just accepting things for how they were without needing that closure or needing that true, like finite answer and reasoning behind why a lot of things were going on in life. Um, and it wasn't an easy road to get here. Um, it wasn't a very beautiful time in my life. Um, but I woke up every day and I drank a cup of coffee and I put one foot in front of the other and I still showed up for everyone who was dependent on me. Um, even though my life was completely falling apart, I still showed up for anyone. I still showed up for everybody that needed me. Um, I still was able to continue to take care of myself in the best way that I possibly could. Um, and then I woke up day after day and I just kept going. And through all that pain, through all that discomfort that I felt this past year, um, it that's where I got the conclusion that life goes on um, and that it's your responsibility. It's your job to keep yourself afloat and to keep yourself going. You cannot put that on anyone else. You cannot depend on anyone else to give you that. You have to do it for yourself. Um, and I really learned that this past year and I opened myself up in ways that I just never thought I would vulnerability wise, um, being able to share myself on a podcast and <laughs> talk about these things that typically don't leave my mind um, and just become closer with, family and friends and, and, and those type of ways um, really taught me a whole lot as well, because I always thought that your power came from being the strongest one. I always thought that your, your true power in this world came from how much you could hold in without showing the world and how good that facade that you wear, how strong it could be. Um, how well could you show up in a room Completely falling apart on the inside and looking like a million dollars on the outside. Like, I literally thought that that's the way that showed your true strength in life. But it's not. Vulnerability is what really shows, like, your your, your true strength. That shows what you are capable of. Um, but I wouldn't, able, I wouldn't be able to be vulnerable if I didn't have good boundaries. I wouldn't be able to be vulnerable if I didn't have standards. I wouldn't be able to be vulnerable if I didn't have a sense of self-respect for myself. And if I haven't gone, if I hadn't gone on this journey that I've gone on, um, in a lot of different ways. And would I go back and do it all over again? 
absolutely fucking not. But I am very grateful and gracious for everything that this past year has taught me um, and everything that I have gained and everything that I've lost um, and everything that I've learned this past year. Um, just really grateful. Like I'm really practicing gratitude. In fact, you know, one thing that I did actually um, this past year that I'm going to actually try again when it comes to gratitude. I created a jar, right? And I have like this calendar. Um, there's this book called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Recommend you read it if you if you haven't read it. But um, there was a calendar that was kind of like a spinoff of the book. And it has like quotes for every day of the year. So what I did, because I know one thing that helps me be present in life is remembering to be grateful. So every day last year, and I missed some days, but for the most part, like 95% of the time I did it. But every day I woke up, I would journal exactly like, you know, what I would recap, like any dreams that I would have or what I wanted my day to look like. And just a, just a mantra for the day. But, and then after that, I would look at that calendar and I would read the quote and then I would flip it over and I would write something that I was grateful for on the back of it. And I would put all of these, you know, little slips in a jar. So that at the end of the year, last year, I could dump out that jar and I could look at almost 365 reasons why I was grateful that year outside of everything that happened, outside of every fucking thing that fell apart, outside of every possible scenario that I could tell you about. I still wanted to find a way to be grateful every single day. And I think that's why I'm able to sit here right now and record this podcast is because gratitude will lead you through a lot of dark times in your life because at the lowest of lows at the bottom of that rabbit hole, you can still find at least one thing to be grateful for. And that one thing to be grateful for is what's going to hold you on while you keep going. All right. I know this episode was kind of everywhere, but I really just wanted to do like a, a get back to it. Like, here's where I've been. Here's kind of what I've been going through. Um, I have a lot of content playing for the future, for the very near future, not four months from now, by the way. Um, but again, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for following the podcast. By the way, I'm really interested in hearing kind of like what you guys want me to talk about, like any questions that you might have or just like topics that you want me to discuss or or just just vibing out um and the best way to get to me is to follow me on instagram at it's not that deep jermaine um and then just send me an inbox with any questions or anything that you want me to talk about um i'll be sure to follow up and and fit them in so it's at it's not that deep jermaine on instagram um besides that thank you guys so much for your patience for your understanding for you guys sticking around sticking it out with me following along. Again, my name is Jermaine and it is not that deep and I will talk to you in the next one.